made it to season two of Old Dirty Benches. Glad to see you again. This is Patty Popcorn. I was going to say Patricia Palomitas, but somebody laughed at me, so... (laughs) I'll just keep it real. Patty Popcorn. And here's JD to tell you what we actually do here. Hello, everyone. This is JD. So, if you've landed on us, this is a podcast dedicated to lighthearted, humorous discussions regarding crimes of the powerful. We will also be discussing our review of recent movies or series that have been released, and these episodes will drop every other weekend. For those of you who don't know, white-collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. And we're on. Hey, Patty. Whoa. Coming in hot. (laughs) Wasn't even ready. Hello. Because we were laughing and I was trying to catch your laugh. And then all of a sudden it got silent. (laughs) I was pondering serious business. Serious business. Of our previous. Oh, from our previous. Yeah, previous. uh, Episode. You know how I called that girl a whore. (laughs) Off. Off radio, off We don't know what was going on in Kelly's life, okay? Jesus. I'm joking. Um, I don't whore shame. You be you, people. Yeah, that's right. We don't shame on You this. gotta live with God. That's all I have to say. Live with God. Speaking of God, uh, we are going to be talking about Lou, yeah, the Lula Rich element. mini docuseries that's on Amazon. I think it came out last year, uh, August, September time frame. Okay. And um, it's funny because I had seen it, but then you were like, we should watch this. And then you were texting me over the last week and you were like, this is crazy, dude. <laughs> and so uh, I well, told my spouse. Well, it comes up in my algorithm, you know, yes. how they push you different yeah. things. And so uh, well, I was like, all right, I'm going to start watching this. And then I was, because I really don't know anything at all about LuLaRoe. Nothing. So I did know a little bit about uh this company um and then of course heard about some of the fraud but i really didn't pay attention to it and i figured we were probably going to start talking about it uh, <laughs> and then I, i'm like watch I, it <laughs> i wanted yeah well and i was like um you know i knew that they had gotten in trouble and then you were like this shit's crazy we should talk about it and i was like i'm all in i'm sure it is and then we started watching it over the weekend and i was like what the fuck <laughs> So, <laughs> because it has like an element of cultism, also. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And there's some religious stuff going, in, yeah. you know, on. And I, it's just got everything, really. I believe the founders um, see themselves as prophets. Um, Deanne and uh, Mark. Deanne and dipshit. Just kidding. <laughs> I did not like him at all. Oh yeah, I couldn't. I could not fucking stand Mark. Well, first um, let's just say that. Sorry, Julie. This is going to be broken up into two parts. Yes, we're going to be doing two parts again. Um, because typically when the documentary runs a little bit longer, I like to spend time kind of diving into some of the behavior. We like to do a deep dive. We do. Uh, none of that Joe Public Hold your bullshit. Breath. We're going deep. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, yeah. Uh, so this will be episodes one and two. Yep, episode one will release one Sunday, and then episode two will right. release no, the I next mean, Sunday. Right, no, I mean, this will correspond to the first two. Yes, the, the first two episodes, correct, yes. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to step on your... <laughs> No, it's um, usually me that steps on everything, <laughs> so I feel good about that. Yeah, um, so I found it interesting, the title of the documentary versus what the title of the business was, um, Lula Rich versus Lula Rowe. Uh, so this was a startup company, and to be honest, I did not know that it started out being a maxi skirt yeah, uh, company. I always just knew it as a legging company. Um, did you ever hear about their leggings or no? Well, I mean, I knew people that had it or had them. And ironically, I have a dress from them. You do? I do. Oh, shit, dude. I I have not one single piece of clothing from them. I feel Um, like I bought it at a store, though. Oh, really? I never bought from a person or I never Mm. went to any of these parties. So, so I knew... I knew about the leggings, but I had only heard about them. And so, what's similar to this? What's similar? Yeah, there is. There's Lululemon, but isn't there something else too? That's like a legging place. I mean, so like I was part. Lululemon. I had a yeah. Lululemon's Lululemon. another. Is that how you say it? I don't know if I'm saying it right. Probably wrong. Uh, I don't shop there. We there go. So. Swipe right. We don't know. <laughs> Now they it's actually like that, have though, right? like pop up stores that they do in the malls and stuff like that, and we have one. Yes, we yes. have one in the Tacoma Mall right now. I've seen it there. Um, that tells you fail. We're not saying that they're doing any sort of fraud. That um, shopping in Washington is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, I get those confused. Another legging place was Fabletics. I had a membership with them for the longest uh, time. I really liked them because it was like in by that Fabletics yep, as well. Pay fifty dollars a month, you get an entire outfit, yeah, and then you're like. I'm not gonna. Pe- I'm not gonna buy this, and then to cancel it, it's a huge hassle. Oh yeah, uh, I was with Kate them for Hudson. How dare you? <laughs> you know when they first started out, which reminded me, I was thinking about this when I was watching the documentary. Fabletics had um, great outfits that they offered for five dollars or fifty dollars. Excuse me, it was a membership of fifty dollars. Uh, you had to make sure to log into your account by a certain date. And tell them that you were not interested in the outfits for that month. Otherwise, they would charge you automatically the fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm you like, forgot, I don't need this many workout clothes. Yeah, I mean, take a look at me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I, all, I constantly loved it because I would pick out an outfit oh, every whatever, month. Sporty spice. <laughs> Fucking wear them. I would be sporting the ladies. Everybody See? would be like, "Sporty Spice." Yep, they would be like, "Where did you buy that?" Yeah, I'd be like, "Fabletics." Yeah. Um, but- I'm a VIP. <laughs> the funny thing about it was, as the years progressed, um, their stuff got more expensive, and then for fifty dollars, sometimes uh, you couldn't even afford a pair of leggings. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. And then the yep, the time when I canceled my membership with five. Fabletics was during the pandemic, the start of the pandemic, they started charging us um, for uh, what did they call it? It wasn't shipping cost. It was like 
um, handling. like something with the supplier because they had to bring them from overseas. They were now passing that cost on to us in addition Kate to what they're already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's when I wrote them and I was like, I was really Are upset. Are you kidding me? Yeah. $50 for leggings and a tariff fee Yes, or that's what it was, a tariff fee. Thank you. Um, I was trying to remember what the fuck it was called. But yeah, so you're now paying tariff fee and you're shipping and handling on top of your no. main. And I was like, no, it's fuck like you guys. Two getting charged double yep yep and i was like i'm not gonna do it so i canceled my membership and i have not gone back since you were not so, a vip nope um anyway we're way off topic, yeah sorry but... i got to fabletics and talking shit about them <laughs> um but they so, deserve it uh so lula wrote um i only knew and the only reason i knew about the leggings was because when i would go to the gym and be in my aerobics classes you'd see them i would see people have these cool patterns on their leggings and i was like where did you get those and they would be like lula row here and, i'm a distributor no like i don't Nobody think ever said that to you? i don't think so i don't remember that saying that <laughs> you'd be like nope not interested but I'm too busy yeah i basically wasn't interested at that point because it was like a retailer like sell out of your home yeah thing. like tupperware yeah like the tupperware and stuff and but for leggings. some reason i just never caught on to it so yeah, I, I never did but i did see the leggings around so um i did go on their website um last night okay yep <laughs> Last night I went on the website. It's still functioning. Um, and you can still be a distributor. I believe so because it was like join our team. I clicked on it. Um, it then it started asking me for personal details, and I was like, "Fuck you!" I'm so out. I got off of it, and then <gasps> um, <laughs> I went to search for retailers in the Seattle area. Two were listed. Oh. And there were icons listed underneath both of them. And they were like social media icons. Like one of them was for uh, Facebook, Instagram. You could email somebody. Uh, or uh, on one of the individuals, they had an icon where you could actually, I guess, live stream with them. So you could click on that and it would take you to whatever platform they're using to live stream huh. them selling the product. Uh -huh. So I click on it because there was actually a message that said... Um, join now because we could possibly be live streaming and i thought oh my god somebody's still selling it i'm gonna jump on here and see what's happening but uh once i navigated to the web page it said that they had been live six years ago uh, so nobody's done anything okay. since then um this individual actually lived out in Lacey. i tried to send her a message um but i'm not sure she actually got it i also sent a message to the other gal um, that was based in the Seattle area to see if she was still selling. Because it said that and when I looked at her posts and stuff, that she had been active up to January of last year. Oh. Yeah. So she had like hung in there for a little bit longer, I think. Um, now, uh, I did try to send a message to one of the gals that was featured in the docu-series who was out of Tacoma, Washington, which is very close to us. Um, but she has yet to answer me. Um, so I'm not sure that she's going to, but I'm hoping that she might come back. I actually told her we were just an indie podcast. We were going to be talking about the documentary and wanted to um, interview her. So she may have just moved on with her so life. That would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool if we could get her to talk to us. But I don't know that she's going to. Um, I get it. I mean, 
<laughs> I probably would be like, no thanks. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah, like I've moved on. I don't want to have anything to do with this anymore. Because, I mean, watching this, it seemed like they all went through like a trauma over yes. this. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's basically what I want to get into is like um, the effect that this company had on people's lives and the owners, Deanne and Mark Stidham. Um, who are still active, I guess, with their company, and they basically act like they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So, um, you know, we learned that Deanne had seven kids, um, and in 1995, she was getting divorced from, I guess, her first husband, and she meets Mark, uh, I guess, at the airport or some shit like that on the plane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She reports that she had adopted three kids from Romania, and then the rest, four of them, were biological. He already had four kids, I guess, from a previous marriage. So they hit it off like firecrackers. Well, they're Mormons. Blah, blah, blah. And they decide to get married. So now, like, they're... They're clearly insane. (laughs) (laughs) And then then they explain, though, that they also adopt, like, four more kids. Um... But which good for them, you know, but listen, though, I wanted to ask you this question because I even asked my spouse as we're watching the documentary series. So they adopt four more kids. Right. They're not biological. 15 kids now. Um, They two of them marry each other. Right. The adopted kids. Yes. Yeah. Because they're not biological. Is that okay? What do you think about that? I think it's fine. Uh, It's fine. That's the least of the worries on this show. <laughs> I mean, love I, is love and love. whatever. They're not biologically. And they weren't like little kids either. When they, no, they were adults at this time. So, but here's what threw me off. They were making jokes that on the invitation to the ceremony, they put on there that um, right, the and brother sister. and sister were going to be getting married. Well, it's Mormons. I don't fucking understand it. If somebody else does that's listening to this, please let us know. I think maybe they're, maybe for that, they just wanted, like, they knew people would make jokes of it. So they were like, we'll just put it out there. I guess. We'll just own it. I don't know. It Again, was weird. that's the least of our worries True. on this show. True. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've known people that were step brother and sister, and they dated. Yeah. So... Well, and I also knew, and I'm not going to say strange. any of their names, but from my hometown, um, we had Ooh. cousins. We had cousins that Rudy were. Giuliani married his cousin, so. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so strange I mean, to shit me. shit happens, okay? Okay. <laughs> love is love. Okay. <laughs> if, you're con- if you're a consenting adult, oh, you. Uh, no. So okay. So they're related to you. <laughs> But they're not related. They just got adopted. So it would be like if you met. No, in an these orphanage. two, yes. But I was like the cousins. They they were actually blood yeah, relatives. Weird. That was weird. Like real relatives, unless you're royal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's frowned upon. <laughs> oh my god! You got to keep that bloodline clean, right? pure. Okay. So, yes, to your point, they were Mormons. They were part of the LDS church. Uh, that means Latter-day Saints. Yep. Um, and if you've never seen the Book of Mormon, you are missing out. Yeah, it's very interesting. Grass. It's hilarious. <laughs> no, I mean the musical. Oh. <laughs> hilarious. 
Uh, yes. I've, I've not actually seen it, it, but I've heard that uh, Dude, it's very I've good. Dude, I've seen it like three times. Okay. Two okay. times in New York City on Broadway. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Hilarious. Supporting the arts. Highly recommend. Love it. Anyway. Okay. Tangent. So, um, Deanne's dad, I guess, was like a candy salesman. Um, had his own little business. Okay. Uh, she also reports that she's a twin. And her maiden name was Startup, which I thought was funny. So Deanne Startup, right? Who ends up with a startup business. Yeah. Um, Mark reports that he came from a middle class family, but also says during the docuseries, I never saw myself having a job. That's what he said, which I thought was... Like working for someone else. Yeah, but I was like, hmm... <laughs> I saw myself uh, starting a cult. A, a cult. I believe I'm a prophet and I'm going to rip off And I'm going to tell money. you ladies how to act. Yeah, basically. Um, that just rubbed me the wrong way. Woo, yeah. Um, uh, Deanne actually also tells a story too during this point about how her mom had sold off her business or something and comes home with like thousands of dollars. And is like throwing the money over the banister to the, right, kids. To the kids. We're gonna go shopping. Them. Yeah, and so like this is an image she basically says sticks out in her head, which leads her down the path um, as she becomes an adult to be an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. um, she talks about getting pregnant at an early age and can't afford a lot. Like they've kind of got to uh, scrounge a little bit and be frugal with the food and stuff. Um, and then this is where she goes to a swap meet because, you know, she can't afford a lot, even though some of the name brands she wants them and likes the styles, but can't afford them. So she goes to the swap meet and sees some of the same dresses that she'd been wanting to buy for her daughter, um, but at much lower prices. Right. So then she gets the the guy who's selling the dresses to come out uh, to her house and sell them to her friends. Uh, this is essentially like a, like a party. Yeah, like a little dress party, basically. This is when she comes up with her business to sell the goods door to door, essentially out of her house. So um, she basically says, like, I'm going to sell your dresses, but I want to cut. And she states that her first trip out, she made around $40,000 that year. Yeah. Which I thought was like she was a hustler. For yeah, sure. man, she was like doing the thing. Um, and then at the same time, she's also uh, she can sew. Um, and she's like making her own little like maxi skirts yeah. essentially to sell with funky patterns. Yeah, with all these different patterns. Which again, I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like, right. way I mean, to it go. Definitely started out like, okay, this is very you know like. Uh, full of ingenuity. Yeah, like she's starting out on her own. See a need, fill a need. Yep, out of the garage, right? She's just selling these cool maxi skirts where uh, it made me laugh because some of the gals who are buying them are like, who doesn't love a maxi skirt? And I was like, I don't like a maxi skirt. You don't? No, you want to oh, know why? Because my fucking thighs touch and they rub together, creating a lot of friction down there. And I need cloth <laughs> to separate that shit. Because I'm not trying to start a goddamn uh, fire. So maxi skirts are not my friend. All right, and I then like I was them. like, uh, I do not agree with anybody on this docuseries. <laughs> maxi skirts are a well, no. Well, then they switched to leggings. So then you should have been all in. I know. I should have been, but I was <laughs> Oh, brother. So uh, Mark I feel is- like we're looking at the wrong things in this so far. <laughs> 
but please continue. Um, Mark essentially, uh, after you know they get married and stuff, he starts helping her out with the business. Um, he's he's like, hey, she's onto something, and she works hard. I'm just gonna hitch my wagon and. Let her take us wherever. Yep. He starts going to the fabric stores and, like, buying all this fabric and just grabbing whatever patterns um, and helps with the production of the mini skirts or maxi skirts. Sorry. (laughs) Would you prefer if they were mini skirts? I think he would prefer if they were mini skirts. No, he was chased. Whatever. Um. So fast forward to 2012. She meets this uh, woman named Brittany. Who says she wants to buy a large quantity of the maxi skirts and resell them to her friends. So she's like grabbing piles of these skirts. That's when Deanne basically comes up with this plan to kind of sell them wholesale to Brittany. So she can sell them for double the price. Right. So. uh, So supposedly it started out where she could help her make money. Correct. And the same. Yes. And and not have to do as much work. Mm -hmm. Right. And get like her own little kickback from Brittany. Right. Um, So she says that they base the company name on their kids. Grandkids, wasn't it? Mm hmm. Yep. Their grandkids. uh, They come up with this uh, multi-level marketing um, strategy where it's supposed to be like direct sell to the customer mm-hmm. um what ends up happening though right is as they're recruiting more women to sell uh the maxi skirts and now the leggings is that they uh have to keep recruiting other people in order to turn some real profit so uh you have to pay to get in and then um based off of right, what to be like a. It's like, uh, what's that called? When you franchise. Oh, yes. Like a kind of like a franchise. Yes. Where you're like. Yeah, so they're paying like, what was it? 5000 Oh, yeah. I went from like 5000 to 10000 10, Yeah. To be a. To, to be a retailer. Be a franchise person, yes. basically. Yeah. To, to get in. sell the clothes. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so. Which, let's just say it. At this point, nothing illegal is going on. No. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not a Ponzi scheme. No, it's not. Yet. <laughs> and, you know, what was funny is I was, like, watching this, and I was like, I, you know, I've had other friends or neighbors that I knew who uh, sold stuff out of their home. Um, like Amway? Yeah. Well, not, I. you know, what's funny is they kept bringing up Amway, and I was like, I totally forgot about Amway. Because didn't. His dad sold Amway or yes. one of them? Yeah, Somebody... his, Mark's dad uh, sold Amway. See? So, um, like, they're no stranger to how this works. Yeah, they understand it. Um, So, it's like, but there's other companies out there like Silpata. Did you ever buy any of their jewelry? No, I've never. It's like silver jewelry. So, we had a neighbor, Um, same thing, same What's strategy. Silpata. Maybe. Yeah, Silpata, they sell silver jewelry. It's the same thing, multi-level marketing. Um, I mean, Pampered Chef. Pampered, I was just getting ready to say, Pampered yeah. Chef, the Tupperware company. Did you ever buy any of that stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that was kind of like people older than me, Tupperware. Yeah, it was. It was. Chef for me. Yeah, I really, I still like Pampered Chef. But I mean, Chef, that's but, a thing. Like, um, and th- that's fine. Like, to sell stuff, 
is not the issue. No, 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 definitely not. It's the organization. Right. It's when um, it becomes a cult and a pyramid scheme that it's <laughs> Not even a cult, though. Like, that's not even illegal, right? To have a yeah, cult? Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, not that I know of. I, I don't know of any but laws that are against it. when it's a pyramid it. scheme, then you're Men, then that's you're a problem. Yeah. Um, what I did like, right, is they show Ashley, who uh, had lived in the Tacoma, Washington area, and they show a clip and did you see the Tacoma Dome and the Union Station in the yeah, background? Yeah. And I was like, ah, home. Um, <laughs> Local. <laughs> That's not too far from Wienerschnitzel. <laughs> it's like 15 minute drive from that vantage point. Um, so Ashley was actually ends up being one of the third retailers that they uh, recruited that ends up joining the so-called company. And so-called. Yeah, and her husband uh, was stationed here at the time, and she starts out selling maxi skirts, like, all over the place in the Seattle area. She's another one of the the hustlers. She's one of the hustlers, um, and, you know, their logo at this point is Join the Movement. So now what they're trying to do is with the... um, the small group of retailers that they have, they're encouraging them to uh, recruit other retailers that work underneath them. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's at this point in 2014 that the leggings get added and there's a mixture of colors, patterns, um, and people report like them being good quality and stuff. Everybody really likes them. Uh so since there's only a small number of retailers, you know, it's a limited quantity of product being made. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of have to buy them right when they come out. Like right, right when the retailer is like getting on. So they have live two things them. going for them. Number one, they're now they're kind of like a fad. Mm-hmm, yes. And people are obsessed. Yes. Like if you're into LuLaRoe, you are obsessed. Oh, and yeah. there are certain patterns that are really hot. Mm-hmm, that come out. And so there's a lot of buzz. Yes. And they won't let just everyone be a retailer. So there's like a waiting list. So they're really like drumming up interest. I mean, they were pretty freaking smart in that regard. Yeah. Um. And then like... Like I said, only producing. I think they had said that they would only produce. 200 or 300 um, of a thing. Well, like uh, for each legging, they would only make like 3,000, they said. Okay. Yeah. So like that's it. Yeah. And at this point, they only had somewhere between 100 uh, to 200 retailers spread out across the United States. Yeah. So like you're very limited on who you can reach out to get like mm-hmm. the small number of items being made. And if you really liked the pattern, right, it might be a really good one. Like, I don't know, Halloween's coming around and there's a bunch of spooky ghosts or something. Yeah. You know, only 3,000 of those for the right. whole United States. Yeah, it's kind of like a collector's item mm-hmm. at that point. Totally. So um, by 2015... They essentially have 500 retailers now. So, like, and waiting lists of people. And a waiting list, like a queue. They kept calling it a queue. Um, but you know what was crazy to me is like, I, I found it. And, you know, to be honest, some of those other companies, like we were talking about the Sopata and Tupperware, Peppered Chef, it does cost a little bit of money because you have to buy the product in order to show it, right? When you're uh, going to, uh, these in home parties and stuff. But, I felt like this amount for them to get started 
like minimum $5,000 was a lot of money, yeah. especially if you're marketing to women who stay are at home moms, stay at home moms yeah. and only having like one income in the house. Right. Right. So, um, there were some people that were paying like nine thousand and ten thousand dollars. I guess if they wanted more product, then the right. number kept going mm-hmm. up. Uh, and I thought it was weird too. Like you didn't get to pick the pattern. No, no. Like you just get a box of shit of whatever like, they're go. making at that point. So if it's like all the crappy ones, yeah, you'd be stuck with shit nobody wanted. Exactly. And some of it, like when you're watching the docu series and they're holding up some of these shirts and leggings and stuff, I was like, that's fucking ugly. I would not want that. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? I don't care if it is like some brand that is making limited quantity of it. I'm not buying it. Yeah. It looked like shit. (laughs) So yeah, to your point, like you're in the queue, right? You invest your $5,000. You're waiting for them to give you the call to say, okay, you're part of the family. We're sending out your first shipment. And And you're like, I don't know whatever the fuck's coming in this box. And you open it. You could just have pissed away five grand. Yes. It could be a total epic foul because whatever they're producing at that moment is shit. So, um, you know, as Mark's explaining all of this stuff with his wife, uh, uh, he was getting more and more on my nerves and he kept, I don't know if you picked up on this, but Deanne is supposed to be like the founder and I feel like she would be the one to answer most of the questions, but he would cut her off Uh and he would be like, do you mind if I if I interject here? Yeah. And I was like, let her fucking he talk, was a dude. For sure. Oh yeah, I was like, shut up, Mark. Um, <laughs> no one likes you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? I started thinking right as I'm watching uh, the people at the top who got in at the beginning recruit all these other women underneath them. I started thinking of the gifting tables. Yeah, I don't. Did you have yeah. any of that thought? Okay. Um. That's basically what was popping into my head. So, of course, they're, you know, you're recruiting people. You're also selling product. Now, those people that you recruited, you're also encouraging them to recruit. So, you're kind of... This is where the problem comes in, right? Yeah. Because, you know, like, even with the gifting table, same thing started happening, right? Uh, They were trying to keep it local, but then it started branching out all over the state. Um, Same thing with this. You're getting more and more retailers, so you're saturating the area with a number of what you would probably call your competitors, even though they're selling the same shit. Um, But now you can just get it anywhere. Obviously, it's probably going to be different patterns and stuff, but... um, they're getting so big now and so quickly that they're growing uh, that they talk to their kids because they've got an army of kids, right, in their family. Um, they tell them, we need help with all this stuff, which uh, none and of them. none of them have experience. None of them have experience. Right. I mean, based, based off the documentary, it sounds like. None of them, even the two that started it, don't have no, experience. But, and just... it also sounded like a lot of them hadn't even gone to college yeah, or anything. And no. like had no sort of business management, no, no. economics, no accounting, no nothing. Um, but they all had Mercedes. <laughs> so they literally recruit their family. They sit them down. They're like, look, we need help. Uh, we need somebody to do emails. We need somebody to be the events director. We need somebody to be a trainer. Like, uh, so... Can you guys help us? And the kids are like, yeah, we're in. 
because you're going to be paying us a lot of money and we want a piece of the pie. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Sam, Sam was interesting character during the, the docu. Nephew? Yes, the yeah. nephew, Deanne's nephew. They basically recruit him to be the events director and they show him in high school, like singing and the choir and stuff. Amazing voice. Um, he was he, very outgoing. Very outgoing. He's a showman. He can get you pumped up. Um, he joined in 2015. Uh, he actually, for their first like convention that they hold for the company, he gets Mario Lopez to come yeah. out. Ugh, I hate him. And he's taking pictures, right? Saved by the bell. Um, dimples yeah he's out there taking all these pictures with these women who are posting them to social media and it gets everybody excited Mm -hmm. so then even more people get on cue yeah uh it's at this time that mark's like we're not in the clothing business we're in the people business and i was like shut the fuck up mark you're in no one likes you you're in the money making business mark right that's clear so by 2016, they've made over $70 million. Yeah. $70 million. Dollars. That's in just a few years. Yeah. That was insane to me. Um, and then Mark makes a comment too. It's the greatest psychological experiment ever, which I thought was a weird statement to make during the interview on the docuseries. Right. I was like, what did he even mean by that? Yeah. What like, did you, you did you remember into, him saying are you that? Turn into a piece of shit or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because what we don't know yet, right. Is like all this other stuff is happening behind the scenes. Um, yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really on the second part. Yes, it is. Uh, but, you know, both Dion and Mark are, their behavior, they're being extremely dismissive. Um, and then in the middle of their current day interview questioning, um, they're also showing recordings and clips deposition. from the deposition. Yeah. And their behavior is completely different. Totally. They're off-putting. Of, I don't remember. Yeah. Isn't I don't know. Weird? I don't know. Well, huh. weren't you the CEO, like the founder? No. no. It wasn't my idea. Her, oh, I thought of it. I was the <laughs> <Yeah>. CEO. <laughs> Which was crazy. I was like, it was so contradictory. You know, you're watching it. It also was funny that they got sued from Washington. Yes. Yeah. uh, We were like, is that good old Bob? Bob Ferguson? Yeah. He must have been the one who was um, suing this company about their leggings. (laughs) He was like, no leggings fraud here, (laughs) Bob. We have enough problems. (laughs) So, I mean, she was really dismissive, um, you know, her and Mark. She's trying to explain. Uh, they ask her about how they uh, had encouraged people to come up with the money to join, like the five grand up to ten oh, grand. Yeah, and she was just like good. blowing it off, you know. But apparently they were suggesting to people to sell their fucking breast milk yeah. so that they could come up with the money. And I... How creepy. Dude, my that? jaw dropped. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what? <laughs> sell your breath? Who do you even sell it to? I mean, and I know that that is a thing I because I've read thing. news articles before in the past where, uh, because. Well, you know, I'm sure there's probably going to be a big uptake in the need. Well. Once they force all these people to have birth. <laughs> 
not gonna be out, <laughs> we're not going say. backwards now, people. I'm not going to start saying uh, that again, but, you know. So uh, I do know that there, uh, before people started selling it online, their breast milk, um, there was a need for women who were still breastfeeding to produce extra because there are a lot of women that want to feed their kids breast milk but cannot produce it, right? Because some women's yeah, breasts... it's called wet nursing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wet like nursing. back from the 1800s. <laughs> oh, my God. So they they were already doing this, but I and guess... And see. <laughs> I guess Deanne was like, here's a good That's way a good for way you to you make money. Make. Sell your so breast you milk. Can, there was hints they were ghouls, okay? Yeah, uh, there's some red flags happening. <laughs> um, so there was some women that actually went out there... Uh, yep. To get their five grand, sold their breast milk so that they could come up with the money to invest in the in their retail business. Uh, quotes. Um, so it ended up being. I mean, the more and more you watch this documentary, you're like, oh, this is a pyramid scheme that's headquartered in Corona, California. Um, and what was interesting was hearing from the staff that if you worked at the corporate building, you had to wear. They're clothes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You could not come in wearing whatever around. Even if it was like fancy. Yeah. Like you had to wear products. Like the one girl, she said she wore Chanel, Chanel in mm-hmm. and Deanne was like, uh, no, go over there and put some LuLaRoe on. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the staff report that all the family members drive Mercedes Benz. Um, and they're all situated on the sixth floor, which uh, is made up basically entirely of the family. Um, Again, nobody has any sort of background in running a business. Um, And they said that they were basically using Google Docs and Excel spreadsheets to track their shit. Uh, When they showed them being on Google Docs and like people are like pasting and copying over other people's shit, I was like... What could go wrong? (laughs) And they said they bought a bunch of software, but they never used it. Yeah, that's... And when they were making that comment, I was like, because you don't know what you're fucking doing. Exactly. Like, you guys have no idea. This is when you should hire experts. Yeah, like, bring somebody in that actually knows what they're doing. Instead of your family who has no background in running a business. But the guy was good with Excel, so... Yeah, okay. I mean, he had just, like, come out of high school. Yeah. Like, I think he was, like, 19 or something and he's the one who set up the excel spreadsheets and i you know and here's the thing there are some kids that that come fresh out of high school and they're fucking geniuses they can write right code uh they've done all this stuff you know and they're but accomplished want someone who's experienced in yeah. running a big business like this you have a multi-million dollar business at this point Please bring in somebody who has corporate Please. experience, accounting, etc. Um, Something. Jesus. Uh, so they uh, hire people to onboard. So they have an onboarding team. And um, the wait to get in as a retailer was anywhere from 90 to 100 days at this point. Um, and you're basically getting an investment of leggings. Um, that you some, don't get to pick. That you don't get to pick. It's random. Yep. Uh, and uh, it was interesting to hear that they had, the onboarding team had a quota that they were supposed to meet mm-hmm. every day. Uh, and that caused them to work on the weekends. And they reported that they were making over a million every day. 
A million dollars. Yeah. Wow. Leggings. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Um, of course, again, they call it the queue. Mark says it gives people time to think about what they are getting and investing in. You've already fucking invested in it. Right. $5,000 to $10,000. What else do you have left to think about it? You sold your breast milk. You probably paraded yourself down the street. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I took out a goddamn loan. One of the ladies took out a loan at the bank um, to invest money into this company uh, to get in the queue, I guess. Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's... Yeah. All they were maxing out credit cards, like all this they crazy were, shit. Like they were foaming at the mouth. They were so excited. Yes, it was kind of. It was a cult. Interesting to watch cult-like. the behavior. Their conventions were just a bunch of people, you know, staring starry-eyed at them. Oh yeah, it was so weird to me. Yeah, the one lady I didn't write down her name, but she was talking about how. Uh, her cost to get started was $9,000. And she had been waiting for a number of weeks to get a call that she was going to get her stuff. And in that time, had spent all this money to redecorate an entire right, room in their house. her house ready. Yes, so that mm-hmm. she could have, like, the oh, bins. The, the lady who found out camping, that lady. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, like, packed up all her shit and told the family, I have to go home right away. Because her stuff was Her delivered. stuff had been delivered, yeah. Um, I mean, they were obsessed. Yeah. So uh, I think she was the extreme couponer, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was it her? I think so. I want to say. So, like, I believe it was her. She was known as an extreme couponer and had been featured on various. She was on that show. Um, yeah, on various shows. And then so I was like, she's a little. Queen uh, Pins. Um, obsessive, let's say. Yes. Uh, when she gets focused on something, you could tell she is like just pushes hard she's a hustler so um she said that they did almost um 50,000 and then in sales right when she first gets started and then uh ends up doing like i think 100k the next month so like this is fucking profitable right um and then i'm looking at the patterns and i'm like who the fuck is buying that shit (laughs) because some of that was so ugly dude like the one t-shirt that they were holding up i was like that is like one of the ugliest shirts i've ever seen in my life it's not my taste but you know they're like showing the live streams for some of them and people are of course uh yeah like uh, responding on comments and they're like i want it and she's like all right cindy i see you i got it i'm writing your name down right now i'm like cindy it's ugly. It's ugly right? <laughs> I have the dress that looks like peacocks. Oh, really? Of. Yeah, I'll show it to you. You're going to have to. You, you need to post a picture of it so that we okay. can share it. Um, But, you know, again, like going back to what you said earlier is like you don't know what patterns you're going to get. You're just ordering the sizes. Uh, right. So it's really a crapshoot. Yeah. Like, that could just be $5,000 wasted. Worth the and garbage. Shit you can't get rid of. That you've now got to sell like it's fucking hot potatoes. Yeah. Um, and so you could be stuck with just straight so trash. So was it you couldn't get more unless you sold out what you had? You um, remember that? That kind of is the way that it sounded, but you had to sell a certain amount every refreshing month. refreshing your product. Yes, and you had to buy a certain amount every month. It was kind of like that membership thing, like with Fabletics. I hate to bring that up again. <laughs> Hashtag Fabletics. 
Imagine, um, goddamn you. <laughs> so, and again, remember, there's still only a small number of the items being made, like three thousand each. Mm-hmm. So they're making three thousand dollars or three thousand of an ugly T-shirt, <laughs> and then you're getting it. <laughs> and your fingers crossed that someone will buy it. <laughs> So, uh, like I said, a retailer has to buy so much each month. I'm not 100% sure if it was the same for everybody. Maybe based off of your sales, it probably would increase. But um, you're also encouraged to constantly recruit other retailers that are going to work underneath you. So here's where the um, pyramid scheme... It slides into illegality. Yeah, this is where we start getting into the illegal aspects of this pyramid scheme. So... um, You start out as a retailer and then you can graduate to a sponsor once you've recruited 10 people to work for you, all right? Then you become a trainer. Then there is a coach that needs three trainers. Then you're a dessert. (laughs) Like the gifting tables. It's just like the gifting tables, dude. Like 100%, yep. And then uh, to get to the very tippy top of the pyramid as a mentor, you need three coaches underneath you. Do you got it, people? So you got 10. Right, so on, so on, so on. Yep. Uh, then you need three, and then you need three more. So And then you get bonus checks, and oh, that's where the real money yeah. is. Yeah. Again, which is when they slide into illegality. Yeah, so you've recruited all these people now that – have also recruited people. You're at the tippy top. Now you're getting bonuses and kickbacks based off of what those people underneath are selling. So you're encouraged to keep selling your own inventory. Was it selling or ordering? You're so you're they change it at one point. Yeah, you're ordering goods, but you also got to sell it. So you've got to offload it. And what was interesting to me is uh, a lot of the retailers were saying that um, I was maybe making like $10,000 in profit off of selling my inventory, but the real money was coming from the kickbacks, right. the bonuses. Mm-hmm. The bonus checks. Yeah. So uh, so then you're like, well, I should focus more on getting people in. To recruits, mm-hmm. right? Because that's and where the money's coming right. from. Exactly. Because some of them were saying that they either, the retailers were either not making money or they were breaking even or just well, barely making enough. Well, because they put a lot of that money back into their business. Because mm-hmm, they're buying new shitty product yeah. that's coming to them the next month <laughs> they've got to try to sell uh so it's we're still seeing clips of the deposition and i gotta tell you people um their behavior they're very defiant they're defiant they're arrogant dismissive. um extremely dismissive they're minimizing um contradicting they're outright lying oh yeah they're because lying because they cut in other stuff that totally uh contradicts what they just yes. said yeah i mean it did not paint them in a good light at no all. no they basically all look like a piece of shit the entire family um so now there's tons of this propaganda that they've been pushing out that we find um hashtag LuLaRoe, uh got it for them, right? So they're encouraging the um, people at the top, like the coaches and the trainers and mentors to uh, put out this hashtag on social media to show other people what they've been able to purchase based off of the product that they're Mm so-called selling, but it's really coming from the bonuses that they're getting. 
um, these kickback kickbacks, excuse right, me, like cars or houses. Oh yeah, like Gucci purses, um, these vacations, these expensive vacations that they're going on. Um, yeah, fancy houses and cars and stuff like that. That's all been purchased through uh, other people's work, by the way. Um, and then God bless America. Yeah, <laughs> capitalism. Yeah, free market. Um, so this really encourages, like, it, you know, I feel like if I'm out on Facebook, let's say, and I have a friend who sells this stuff, and I'm witnessing her, like, she's bought this new house, she moved out of her neighborhood, she's now got like a Lexus or a Mercedes Benz or something, and they're going on all these cool like vacations and mm-hmm. stuff. I couldn't help but wonder, like, would I want to be like, I'm going to quit my job and go sell this shit? Because look at how much money she's well, making. it would definitely entice you. Yeah. Especially if you're a stay-at-home mom. Oh, yeah. You're like, sweet. I yeah. can make all this money and work at my house. Yeah. Honey, we need to sell your sperm. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to invest it in these leggings. Um, that would probably be my sales point. Um, so, uh of course, it encourages like a lot of women to want to join in, but now they're all sitting in the queue. So during this time, they're also still having their annual conventions and right. stuff. Um, and they're encouraging even the people that have invested but are sitting in the queue. They're encouraging those individuals to still come to these conventions, these conferences. Right. And essentially, uh, you may get the golden ticket like this playing card right right where you get bumped up where you get bumped up out of the queue and now you're onboarded onboarded that day so all these people are spending tons of money to go out to these conferences and stuff even more money just than the conferences were a scam yeah know? they hadn't they even like pretty much required you to go yes and they hadn't even gotten an inventory and started selling right. anything yet at this point They've only invested like like five grand or whatever. And now they're investing more money at the conference and paying for whatever fucking fake trainings that they were offering. (laughs) Um, Which, you know, they were writing all that off. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know, they were. Um, They're also taking cruises at this time. Uh, I know I wouldn't have enjoyed it. I've never liked going on a cruise. Uh, Well, you're not going on the right one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So now, like, Flash forward 2016, their sales are 1.3 billion. Uh, and literally, staff can't keep up with the demand anymore. Like, it's they've superseded what they're able to do in their operation. And um, it's at this point, right? Now we've saturated the market with all these retailers. There's tons of people waiting to get in. So only the top 1% who probably jumped on the bandwagon at the very beginning of this whole thing are getting money. The other 80% of people are not going to be making anything and they're actually losing money mm-hmm. in just that short a time, which was miraculous to me. So uh, people that were going to these training like classes that they were having at these conferences and stuff, even the people at the very top that were getting the kickbacks and the bonuses, they were also having to pay for the additional training. And it was mandatory, which I thought was also crazy. Yeah, they just were trying to scam every cent they could. Yes. Um, And they managed to get Katy Perry booked at one of the conferences in 2017, which was also fascinating to me. Um, and I guess if you're an artist, right, 
it probably doesn't really they matter. Book people for like celebrity birthdays. You know, yes, like in other countries and stuff. Yeah, uh, I guess oh, if you're weird. getting paid, who cares? Right, you're gonna get up on that stage and talk sing about monkey. I kissed a girl and I <laughs> yeah. liked it. Oh, she couldn't sing that song. Oh yeah, Dion didn't was, like it. It was not appropriate. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, this this is we've set you up now to understand exactly like what's happening in this pyramid scheme. And then it just goes down, 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 and then there. yeah, and the. <laughs> And the next two episodes, we start discovering that essentially... Um, Behind the scenes, the real story. And this is to all my murderinos, uh, that you're in a cult and you need to call your mom. <laughs> um, which is, you know, I was watching this and I was kind of getting the Nexium vibes uh-huh. uh, the entire time yeah. as we're leading into... Um, you know, the multiple episodes, I was like, oh, my God, you know, because that was like something similar where you're constantly paying into it for these trainings and this enlightenment and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then behind the scenes, they were really uh, using a lot of manipulation and um, it ends up being like a private sex cult at one point. You know what I mean? Like there's all this crazy shit happening. Oh, my God. Did you watch that next? Oh, yeah, dude. I've read so many articles. I watched various documentaries on it. Um, The one on I think it's HBO is really good too it's really well done um but yeah uh part two is where we're actually going to start talking about um how this legging business turned into a cult um and uh it's very interesting to hear deanne and mark uh they give a lot of clips and recordings on some of their advice that they're giving these retailers I'd and say stuff. I'd like the number one red flag. If you can't bring a problem up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Without getting, like, shamed. shamed then it's time to go. Yeah, you need to get like, the fuck out. that's just yeah. a blatant not good sign regardless of wherever you are. I would also say, too, if you're going to a training class and they're saying or telling you, um, Deanne specifically... <laughs> That um, in order to make your spouse happy, you just need to spend five minutes on your knees. It's probably a red flag. And you need to get the fuck out. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay? Oh, my God. Um, Everyone knows birthdays and anniversaries. Okay? Well, kids earmuffs. Uh, Your dad made a joke and he said, that's a lie. It's three and a half minutes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which made me laugh. So, yeah. And if someone's telling you to read Dr. Laura's book, run away. Oh, my God. We're, yeah, we're going to get into all that stuff on episode two. But, um, (laughs) yeah, very interesting what ends up happening uh, with this little company um, who made. And still going. Millions upon billions of dollars. Yep. And is still active. They're still selling shit. Also ugly, by the way. Um, (laughs) I mean, I was looking on the website and I was like, Who's yeah, buying that? Yeah. You know, like, I don't think it has even half the. No, I mean, you know, like I said, there was only two retailers that I saw for our state, and uh, neither one of I them looked like active. Maybe Lululemon has taken over. Might have. I don't know. I don't know. But if you've bought some of this product, you know, and you listen to this episode, reach out to us. <laughs> or I, if you were like, yeah, I used to be totally on board. Yeah, if you were a retailer, or maybe we you don't were. Shame anyone. Um, 
maybe you're a sponsor or a trainer or a coach, or maybe you're at the top and you're a mentor, uh, feel free to reach out to email us. us. Yeah, email us, <laughs> goddammit. I'm going to um, find someone to email you. <laughs> I'll do it. Olddirtyventures at gmail.com. We're on a lot of the social media platforms. Um, you know, reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Uh, whether it be on the social media like Instagram or Twitter or whatever. <laughs> the Twitter. The, twit. the tweeters. Um, you know, or send us an email. Let us know. Uh, we can keep you anonymous if you would prefer not to use your right. name. That's fine. Um, we completely understand. Maybe you don't want your um, name to be associated with your story or, or your experience. So uh, please do so. We would also like to hear if um, this sounds interesting to you. Uh, as far as like, would you be a retailer? Um, I don't know. Maybe you like spending five minutes on your knees too every day. Um, those <laughs> three kinds of and things. a half. We hear <laughs> from a good source. <laughs> He's so funny. That is one of the reasons why I fell in love and married that man. <laughs> Because he makes me laugh. And he's the nicest guy ever. <laughs> he is. He's such a sweetheart. I love you, honey. You're my rock. <laughs> You're my guy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we will catch y'all on episode two. Um, have a good week. And, yep. um, you know. Uh, Ask why. Yeah. Look for those red flags, people. Yes. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. <laughs> it's not just a saying. <laughs> no. Okay. And then call your mom if you're in a cult. All right? <laughs> Give them a call. That's right. <laughs> Any last words, Patty? No. All right. Catch y'all later, bitches. Bye, guys.